She got goals. 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 Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to She Got Goals podcast. She got goals. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. We appreciate you tuning in to She Got Goals podcast, where our mission statement is to support and motivate women in countless areas of life. Our goal is to mentor the next woman going through career headaches, relationship woes, family drama, yes. loss of a loved one, and everyday chick stuff yes that's right and i am shayna and i'm dana and we are two alpha females who are both learning to navigate life after 40 mm-hmm. after 40 indeed has a ring to it <laughs> i don't mind saying after 40 do you i kind of do but I'm, I'm getting there i'm, I I'm gonna get there I, i'm living life after 40 i tell you that but anyway, we are here to talk about uh, something serious. Um, we're here to talk about a serious topic called "How do you know when you are you are in a toxic relationship?" Mm-hmm. And um, I felt we both felt that this was a very important topic to address. I think "toxic" was like the word of the year last year. Indeed, was toxic, toxic. <laughs> I was using it like. Every 1700 times myself yes, yes we were um but um i think it's necessary for us to talk about it because so many people that we know close to us and so many people that we know or heard or even watching tv are going through a struggle with someone mm-hmm. and it's sad because you it see is. it it's so common and especially your loved ones that are going through it and you just like hey you know i, I wanted to help them what 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 can I say? What can I do to help them out in this particular situation? This life lesson that they're going through. Mm-hmm. So, um, but first, let's dive deep into it. And um, Danette, what what is the definition of a toxic relationship? Let's start there. Okay, that's a good place to start. Um, well, you know, after googling, um, what we found that the definition of a toxic relationship is or a relationship that's characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner um, that are emotionally and not infrequently physically damaging to their partner. So basically a toxic relationship is one that's characterized by insecurity, dominance, self-centeredness, control, even narcissism. Yes. Um, that was also a buzzword last year. Narcissism. Yes, it was. That was the word of the day. <laughs> I think I used that a lot of times <laughs> last year myself. Oh, wow. Okay. And then some of the signs? Some of the signs of narcissism are... Um, uh, let's see. Uh, well, well, let's go back to the signs of a toxic relationship. Or cut off communication with friends and family, or feeling pressured or controlled, feeling like you can't express yourself honestly, and feeling like you don't have a voice. Yes, that's important. 
Oh yeah. Um, it, a lot of times, and it's in what some consider a toxic relationship, um, the person feels like they can't really speak up for themselves. They can't express themselves, and they look to that dominant personality for approval, for authority, for acceptance, and that's really part of the problem. Um, a, another way to describe it would be basically an unhealthy relationship where your the your needs are not being met essentially hmm. yeah your needs are not being met and either you are settling that's a that's a key <laughs> word settling and um just the, the definition of a toxic person i mean we're talking about relationships relationships but it could be a family member it could be a friend um just a toxic person in general likes to create drama in their lives or be surrounded you know mm-hmm. by it it's mm-hmm. always one thing after the next after the next like have you ever seen or met a person like that? Because I know I have. Uh, a person that likes to uh, manipulate or control others. That's a mind game. My goodness. Um, definitely <laughs> talks to a person there. The person's needy. Always think about their needs mm-hmm. first and, and, and not yours. Not, you know, compromising. Mm-hmm. Compromising. <laughs> Sounds like a strange word, but if they're not compromising and always needy, it just, you just exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, you if you're in a situation where you with someone, family member, you just exhausted. And, you know, that that's something that you need to be, you know, be mindful of. It's time, it's something, God's trying to tell you something. Yes, yes. I, I truly believe in signs God gives us and it's up to us to um, to realize what is being done. Why is this happening to me? Why does this keep happening to me? Yes, yes. And, you know, and getting someone like um, help and and learning self-love of myself to, or, you know, or supporting that friend and, and, and pouring in love with that particular friend mm-hmm. or family that's going through it with a toxic person. Just keep encouraging them that they one day will find the strength that they will love themselves enough to walk away from a toxic relationship. Exactly. Um, so, oh, Another gosh. good point, though, Shana, is the, the person that is Um, the victim in this situation sometimes you need to look at why especially if this if you find yourself in this type of relationship over and over again Mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself you know what is it not that uh, that you're attracting that type of personality but it's something about you that you allow another person to diminish your worth that's that's what's most important in every relationship you need to remember that you deserve to be treated with respect and you need to be valued and if you're in a relationship where you feel you don't maybe you don't feel like you're being disrespected but if you find yourself alone more often times than not or segregated if you find that other person likes to keep you completely separate from friends and family Mm -hmm. um people in these type of relationships they they like to control their victims or their partners and they the only way they can do that is to make sure that there is no one around you to lift you up and and yep. and, and encourage you so you also have to think to yourself why why am i allowing someone to make me feel this way in the name of love you know yeah. love doesn't look like that no it doesn't and you know one thing i'm tired of mm-hmm. i am so sick and tired of people saying I'm scared to start over. Mm, I am so scared to start. I'm too old Mm -hmm. to start over. I said that too. I I can't do this anymore. And, you know, I said that 
I said that, mm-hmm. you know, I said that after my divorce that I'm like, oh my God, who's going to want me and a child, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like I said, a baggage and, 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 and I hear that, you know, oh, you're in this age, you're going to have to settle, you know, yes. that person is not out there, you have to settle too. and cause you're older and you just got to get what, get what, get what you can get. Mm-hmm. And I totally disagree with that. I believe, I truly believe when you put your 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 faith forward, meaning that you say, you know what, God, I know you have somebody out there for me. I know what my destiny, you, you, my destiny. I know what you have in store for me, and walk out in faith. I am Amen. a true believer mm-hmm. that He will deliver, no doubt. He will always deliver. And I, when I found myself in situations when I was talking myself down to say I'm too old, I don't want to start over. Look at me again. I have another family relationship, but now give love a try and put my faith in God. I would not be where. I am today mm-hmm. if I didn't take a risk and say, you know what? I'm going to trust God and I'm going to end this relationship and I'm going to move forward because he has something better in store. And I promise you people, just start speaking that to yourself. Stop saying, I don't care if you're 28, 34, 47, mm-hmm. 52. You have life left in you. As Amen. long as you have breath That's in it. your body, you can you could be the next Bill Gates. Bill you Gates in the making like Beyonce say. You it's, it's you, you cannot sit up here and allow people to say, you know, I'm gonna settle or mm-hmm. I'm gonna get what I can get and, and I don't wanna start over and I'm dating a, a after forty. No. A lot of people have found their love after, after 40. forty. Sometimes after fifty and after, after sixty. 50, exactly. I mean one of my mom's girlfriend, she was like in her late fifties and found the love of her life. He mm-hmm. was a widow. Um, uh, one of her close girlfriends, and she, she, um, she married a widow, widower, and and that was that was this was her first marriage, and she got married in her late fifties, and they still wow, happily married. That's amazing. And um, and having sex and everything, ill, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like ill, mom, but she's having she's having the time of her life. But look, she could have gave up and had that sob story, but she kept hope alive, and she found a love of her life, and who mm-hmm. happened to be a widow, and she said, you know what? I deserve to be married. I will get married one day. That was she said. She told me. She said, mm-hmm. Shana, I want to be mm-hmm. married. And it came at the 50 and she found love. So that's what I'm saying is don't let anybody talk you down. And if you're in a situation, know that there will be rainbow one day. And you may be crying, the rain might be coming down, but it will be a rainbow at the end of that tunnel. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask you, Daynette. Um well, before before you ask the question, uh-huh. I just wanted to add. First of all, apologies, everyone. Shane is getting over a cold. I keep like, getting over. I'm, I'm like, starting a cold. <laughs> I, I keep hearing these words come out that sound funny. You know what? What you're not gonna do? Um, I, <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> that is life, right? I didn't want to gloss over the fact that um, while we're talking about the def- the definition of a toxic relationship and what it means to be in one and, and how before we get to how to get out of one we can't gloss over the fact that no matter what when you decide to stand up and take that step it's going to hurt yeah it's going to feel like Ooh, your life is over gosh, and yes. there is no more reason to get out of bed every day Ooh, trust me yes we've all been there you yes, felt that have. pain where it was like you know what i don't want any more tomorrows because it just hurts so bad yeah. But you know what? Every day it does get better. It does. And you you pray on it. 
and you have you surround yourself with people who love you and they pour love on top of you every day you probably gonna cry but every day it's gonna get a little bit easier and then one day you're gonna wake up and it'll be a month or two later and you'll be like wow i can't believe i was crying over that foolishness (laughs) or when you find the next uh love of your life you'll you'll look back and think wow what i what that was was not love yeah that was something but it wasn't love and what this is like you can recognize it mm-hmm. once you've been through something tough like that exactly and you, you be able to appreciate it yeah. and that really take that relationship for granted mm-hmm. um yeah so i then that i know well i know but the, what the world doesn't know <laughs> um have you ever been in a toxic relationship that is a very deep question i had to think long and hard about this because I think I was in denial until we started really diving into the definition of a toxic relationship. I didn't think I I honestly, I just figured, you know, my past relationships, they were what they were. But um, when I look back on it, honestly, the, when I think about how I was disrespected in a relationship and how I, I allowed a man to cheat on me with many women and I made excuses for him because I, I thought, you know, it's okay. He loves me, so he doesn't mean it. How old were you? Just curious. I was somewhere between 22 and 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, my first time being in love. Oh. And I didn't know that it was okay for me to speak up. That That's really why I stayed in it and why I allowed... Um, I, I was one of the women that was searching through emails. This is like really the beginning of the cell phone era <laughs> as I'm dating myself. <laughs> I don't remember if I had a cell phone. I think I did have a cell phone yeah, when I was block, 21. Yeah. <laughs> but no really, flip, no flip. there was no texting. <laughs> so I would, I would go through his email and I would look in his pager and I would see little written messages from these women. And I would actually message the women back and break up with them for him because, oh, you know, he didn't know wow. any better. And then (laughs) I was, and then one day I saw an email from a girl who had befriended me and I didn't know that she was messing with uh, my man at the time. And she had a pregnancy scare and had emailed him about it. And I'm, I, I found myself, this is like three years into the relationship. I'm reading this email from this woman who is telling my man that she thinks she's pregnant and she wants to keep it. And I thought about all the other women over the past three years that I had just, I turned a blind eye and I was like, why am I allowing this man to treat me like this? Like I'm, I deserve so much more. How long were you in a relationship? Four years. Four years. Four years of, uh, it, it was a, a whirlwind relationship. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of pain. It was a lot of lessons. And when I think about it now, I'm so glad that I went through it. I'm so glad that I had that experience because it made me stronger. And it also made me more cognizant of what I wanted. I actually learned what I wanted in a relationship, what I would and would not allow. And it, it just opened my eyes to what you what could ooh, excuse me what you could become if you allow a man to continue to beat you down there was no emotional abuse he wasn't mean to me he didn't say mean things he just he didn't know how to love me we were both young and he was popular he was a local uh, artist so there were groupies <laughs> everywhere <laughs> they were everywhere and uh he, he didn't know how to deal with it and and i didn't know what love was so i didn't know how to speak up for myself so i let it i let it happen and then one day i was like you know what i packed his bags for him and i took them to his mother's house and i when he came home that day he didn't have a car uh 
No, he didn't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Shana. <laughs> I took his back. Sorry, y'all. I, <laughs> I took his back what? to his mom's house while he was at work. It is and um, he came home and I took the key and I was like, you don't live here no more. Well, what happened? What, what got you to that point? Um, no, It wasn't like a big event like nothing major happened it's just you know what it was probably more finances because we were broke and i've never really i'm a bougie let me tell y'all i I don't live the broke life i i did it because i have no money but there's a point where it's like you know what i don't want to sleep in my car um i want a a roof over my head sleep in the car oh yes (laughs) what this is a whole nother topic but the point is oh lord i wanted more and i wanted better and he wanted the same and i decided one day i deserve better than this so you can't be a part of my continuing growth and i had to cut ties put him out out the car out the house oh oh, okay (laughs) i took his key i moved him into his mother's house he had to go and uh we moved on that was like 15, 20 years ago. That was a long. That was a long time ago. And you know what? He and I are still friends. Like we're not everyday, you know, talking to phone friends. We're like once a year. Hey, how you doing? I'm still alive. You still alive? That's what's up. Yeah, I know it's weird, right? Well, how could you be? Because I wasn't mad. I was. Wow. I was never mad. I told you we were young and we were dumb and we didn't know any better. And this man apologizes to me like every five years almost. It's like, you know, I really did you wrong. I'm so sorry. You're such a great woman. I know. I'm so glad you didn't take him back. Oh, no, I would never take him back. No. Did you hear that? Did y'all hear that? Did you hear that? You got to grow people? from it and learn from it, but don't go back to it. Yes. That's, that's not growth when you go back. Yeah, my mom always told me, don't go backwards, go forward. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, yeah. So I'm o- I'm definitely over it, and it was Thank a it was you. a life lesson that had to be learned, but uh, he's just a person from my that past. That was more than a life lesson. You were living in cars. He was cheating. You know, took the, ba- the, the man's back to his mama's house. You ain't never lived. Girl. With, girl, in my early 20s, I did a lot. Let me tell y'all. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. that was a lot more than I meant to share. Hey, y'all, keep that to yourself, okay? <laughs> I'm learning something today, y'all. Shoot. I'm like, what? Oh, my Lord. So, yeah, that was my toxic relationship that I didn't know was toxic at the time until many, many years later when I was, you know, more mature that I realized what I put up with in my early 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, what happened with your toxic Uh. relationship? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's sad to say, oh, my goodness, it happened. After I turned 40. <laughs> that was, um, I mean, I've been in failed relationships and wouldn't deem them toxic. It was just challenging. I would say just challenges. But um, I will say recent, um, I had was in a relationship with someone and fell head over heels because he was fine. And I was like, oh, yes, he was my type. And, you know, he had the charisma. He spoke and, and had the walk and it just had that had that vernacular. Like, he can just, just talk and you're just like, oh, my God, say something else. <laughs> and uh, it, it came with a price because he had groupies, honey. He had groupies and he had... Um, Loved attention, and I couldn't understand. Like in the beginning, it kind of went over my head. Like, oh, that's just him. 
He just likes having attention. You and made excuses for him. I made That's an excuse for him. Mm-hmm. And it was like he liked attention. And he just loved social media so much. And, like, mm-hmm. he was addicted to it. And I, you know, do my regular Facebook and Instagram every now and then. But he just had to be on it 24-7 and had to comment. Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody comment, he had to comment. And it was just kind of like, it just got kind of out of control. And because he became this big, this big figure where he lived at that local celebrity that local celebrity and actually was trying to relive his childhood because he was a you know a basketball celebrity or whatever uh local basketball celebrity i would say that um i think he got his fix off of this particular um uh, career that he chose where he felt needed and gave advice and had to be there so that came with a lot of drama mm-hmm. like I said or what we said earlier about somebody who's a toxic person or likes to you know you know be in situations of drama it was women showing up at the door mm-hmm. knocking on the door and I was just like who is that oh that's such a such that's nobody there was woman calling there was women that were keying, keying his truck and mm. I'm worried that my ties going to be slashed mm. and it was just like I felt I was in high school like this is like some high school stuff like who does this and I just kept thinking like this is kind of odd and you know um, one day this was like it came out of the blue like everything he was good he had the charisma he knew how to talk and walk the walk out of the blue he accidentally tagged me I don't know if you remember that he accidentally tagged the picture. We went out somewhere and um, we were having a good time and he tagged me and I started getting all these phone calls or oh, yes. or, or, or not phone calls or uh, direct, direct messages. messages. Mm-hmm. And I was like They wanna know who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, hello, yes, how can I help you? Are you dating? Da, 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 da. Yes, you just saw a picture of us. How can I help you? Well, girl, he, I was just over his house. <gasps> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, describe, you know, you know, woman, we like, okay, they lying. Describe the house. <laughs> when she described the whole house, bathroom, everything, oh my goodness. even knew what type of drink that he liked and the cup that he used, I was like, <gasps> Just clutch my pearls. Girl, you talk about reality. And of course I confronted him. And of course he denied it. Of course. And of course, you know what women do when you you know trying to prove it. You know we got receipts, honey. We go back to the text message. Like, let me just she started screenshotting me conversations and everything. So I of course in denial. Hello, denial, ladies, denial. Mm Went back, say, I have, like, uh, receipts. Mm-hmm. And what do you say about this? Oh, she lying. She's been trying to get with me for a long time. Everybody was trying to get with him. Mm-hmm. It was always them, never him. Right. Always them, ladies, never him. So I forgave him. But you know what? I realized I lost so much weight dealing with that stress because mm-hmm. I was such in a bad place. And then he talked to talk and then got me right back. And we were like, oh, you know, That's I do love do. him. You know, the manipulating of the mind, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I let that once incident go. No, it gets worse. You know, God will keep bringing things to your attention. I'm trying to tell you. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I had to literally be smacked in the face almost for me to wake up. And everybody that I know, if you're listening and you know, 
you will be confronted with serious situations and God is testing you on what you should do. What you what you should do is get out. He's letting you know this is not the person for you. Anytime you're going through drastic ups and drastic downs like that in a relationship, that's not healthy. It is not healthy. And I tell you this. One thing that led me to the point of I was like, oh my God, I was going to just pick up and move my career and move, move my son and everything all for this man. And then something wasn't right. Like I just felt like something wasn't right. And we couldn't connect and bring it all together. It took my spotty senses to say, you know what? Let me just pop, pop up there. It is. Pop up. <laughs> because I. I remember I was sick and I was on my way to the hospital and I couldn't get a hold of him. He wasn't answering the phone. And I'm like, no, I'm this woman. He cares for me. He loves me. He's going to answer the phone. And I'll never forget me. I actually almost driving myself to the hospital and I'm calling him and he did not pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, something is not right. And that next day I was like, I told him I was, we had a text relationship. He loved to text all the time. So I texted to him I said you know I almost went to the hospital because I wasn't feeling bad and he was like oh for real you all right now what like I'm not even like a hospital chick so I was just like okay you that's all that's all I get I just told you I almost went to the hospital that's all I get so then something told me something's not right and I drove down there <laughs> I had my Erica Badu on and my Jill Scott on a five-hour energy oh, drink, honey. this was a long-distance relationship, y'all. Oh, yes. Went out there, had the key. Don't think that you had the key that you got the, you got the key to his heart. Hello. Check what I said. Don't think you had the key. You had the key to his heart. Come on. Went in there. All the 18 pictures that he had of me and him were gone. I'm like, why all of a sudden are, where are our pictures? Where are the pictures in the living room? Where are the pictures in the bedroom? Where's all of our pictures at? Mm-hmm. Then I called him, didn't answer the phone. Then I realized I saw a, a female bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, then that won't forget it. A couple of my close girls won't forget. I went ham. Oh, and the toiletries too. Oh, the, oh, oh, all of my, my all toiletries. All the shade of female toiletries. Yes, I was like, he had no clue I was there. But you know what? I had to go through it. I had to go through that for me to see that clearly what God was trying to tell me all the while, that this man is not for you. Mm-hmm. And it broke me, broke me tremendously. And I remember crying and stayed up like a full 48 hours, just like crying. Couldn't even cry no more. Cause I was like, why would he do this to me? He said he wanted to marry me. How could he? And I just remember me going through that and driving back with this, with my head down, like of shame. Like here I go again, I'm after 40 and you know, families have been introduced and I'm going through this, why? And then of course he came out of Woolworths and like, oh, nothing but you think. I was partying, I left my phone. Nah, like I knew then, I said, this ain't the man for me. Anytime a man go, have you act deranged or crazy like you remember the episode of Martin where Martin was like crazy deranged (laughs) anytime he gets you out of your character like that you know it's time to 
go. Right. But it wasn't easy. Like Danette said, it was not easy. And I remember crying like in my bed. And I remember calling my spiritual mom, Miss Angie. Thank you. Shout out to Miss Angie and also my spiritual mom, Yolanda. Uh, sister, spiritual mom and sister Yolanda, and I remember them praying. Mm-hmm. I remember when Miss Yolanda, she even got one of her girlfriends, who's a minister, to pray for me because I was so broken, so broken because I didn't understand what love was. I tried to think I was giving my all and all was enough for him, but apparently it wasn't because he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. He wasn't ready uh, to to have me. He wasn't ready for what I was giving to him. He wasn't. He didn't deserve what I was giving him, right. ladies. Right. And there you, you go. got to understand and know your self worth. Exactly. Because if you don't, they will not. They will not treat you. You have to put your foot down, trust your instincts, and speak up. I put my foot down in our relationship. Mm-hmm. It was very hard. Then, like, a month later, I had a huge blow that we're talking about another podcast. But then, once again, we'll try our hand to see and test him and see, okay, maybe he learned his lesson. He did not. Oh, my God, he did not. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, I, I, I wanted, I needed some support in a very rough time of my life, and he did not show up for that. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, Anytime you know something is questionable in a relationship and you are, you're Googling what is a toxic relationship mm-hmm. or what is a narcissist. Like, that was a word I just learned last year and because I had a close girlfriend. like, it sounded like he's a narcissist. And absolutely correct. This man was a narcissist. And I have a definition of a, a narcissist. It's a person having excessive or erotic interest in oneself or one's physical appearance, according to Google. But um, they have an exaggerated sense of self-importance and a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, he had empathy when he made me smile and did the boo thing, you know. Right. But when it came to important situations of him being there, a loss of a loved one, I'm sick, mm-hmm. major situations in life, not, oh, baby, how was your day? No, not that empathy, but major life situations like that. If that person is not for you and supporting you and, and, and they have issues and, and like all this drama, yes, a narcissist. I, that word I was new, new to me last year, but clearly that's what I was dating. Mm-hmm. And I kept Googling and asking my girlfriends, that's him. That's six out of the ten mm-hmm. out, of check, out of the checkbox. That's him. And I, and I knew then... I was dating, I got confirmation and therapy. I was dating someone like that. And I knew at that time I had a choice. Either you stay in, deal with it, another huge, huge high, and another really, really bad low. You're going to face it throughout the whole relationship. And I had to ask myself, do I want to face this throughout my whole relationship with this man? And I said, no. I, I know God has someone out there for me and he and I will bring, you know, love will love on each other and compromise. And we will also love each other to not take each other for granted. And he will be a good person. And I have that down today. Thank, Thank you, you, Jesus. That's that's see. And that's the bring the whole thing. Full circle. <laughs> that was so right on point, Shana, because the very first step 
in in getting out of this toxic relationship is just recognizing that the relationship is not good for you. Yes, yes, yes. You yes, have yes, to yes, get yes. to a point where you you see the need to move on, and once you, because that's that's it's the same thing as any other addiction, be it drugs or alcohol, and in some cases, toxic love the person in the situation has to realize that they want help and that they need help. Yes, absolutely. If they don't want, oops, if they don't want the help, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing any of us can do to help them. But once you recognize that the relationship is unhealthy and it's not good for you, it's not good for your psyche, yeah. you're losing weight because you're constantly stressed. Yeah. That's when you can take the steps to, to step out of it and step away from that person. Absolutely. And, um, there, there are signs um, that you could uh, signs out there. Like I, I Google, we Google everything now. Yes, Google indeed. it, Google it. And I was like googling, like you know, what are the, what are some signs or things that are that are that are um, signs that you're in a toxic relationship? And I just want to share some because you know you don't have to do the checkbox on all the signs, but if you have a good portion of the person you're dating and, you, and, and like for instance, all take and no give. Course is always take, 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 take. Mm-hmm. And you've given so much of yourself. I know for a fact there are people out there that that are going through that now. Yes. That yes. they just, you know, the person they with is just take everything. They're responsible for everything. Finances, taking care of this, taking care of that. And then you left with zero for yourself. You know, you're doing everything. Or feeling drained. You know, you just feel tired in your relationship. I, I actually have a, a, a friend, friendship, that was that I felt drained. Like, it was every time I had a girl, this girl always would just take the life out of me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm segway. I know it's relationships, but still, no, toxic, yeah, toxic people is, is, is friendships, friendships and family members. Yes. Shoot. I mean, all, feeling drained. You got to be concerned about your own well-being. You so, do. Yes, you do. These toxic relationships. Exactly. And then lack of trust. I mean, that's a huge one. I mean, that's 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 evident. You know, yes. lack of trust. If you don't have trust, then what's the point? Hostile and atmosphere. Yes, ladies. We yes. talked about that earlier day, Nat. Yeah, if you in a hostile environment for you and your children, it's just it's not. Your children pick up on the atmosphere. Get out. Please get out. Please get out. For the sake of them, get out. Um, constant judgment. If the person is judging and calling you names, okay, and not lifting you but tearing you down. Say, for instance, you are a little overweight and they they just you know saying little things to to belittle you, ladies. That's not right. That's not love. You know, That's you you no 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 no. Uh uh-uh. constant judgment. Uh, persistent unreliability. Oh Ooh, my gosh. Yes unreliable Ooh, there's nothing like an unreliable person say they're gonna pick you up at five and never show up hello mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't that happen to, what was that baby boy um tyrese had uh taraji's car he was supposed to pick her up oh work. yes he was always late yes. but you got in my car right mm-hmm. That's yes how it be. uh yeah but yeah they originally made it through and had okay then we don't know if that love survived Move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the thing. People want to take that abuse and think it's going to stick it out. It's going to get better. But, mm-hmm. uh, no. Um, people, you do, 
you there's help out there and you know even if it takes you googling like mental health uh companies or therapy uh, out there just to find a local therapist that's out there please do um i i will say you know you you might not be on a spiritual level that i am because i'm constantly growing but i always rely to certain people to pray over me because i needed help i could not break out of that bad relationship without my help my girls and that was one of them and my close sister circle and my spiritual mentors and my life coach i would not have been able to get out of that break and then it just another break right after that break mm-hmm. so i got broken like really really bad you know in the summertime and i just remember feeling like if i didn't have that love and support i wouldn't be able to do this podcast today mm-hmm. and i tell you that people think that you know oh we don't we don't do therapy that's kind of like like, oh, we do barbershop conversation or we do hairdresser no. or whatever comment. no I, I fully believe you need to speak to someone especially a third party that doesn't even know you to give you a better perspective of the situation an outsider looking in can give you a better perspective so I would like to just say that mental health is very important I would like to also shout out um, a good colleague of mine um, is he's a foundation growth coach he's a personal friend and I work with him and he is definitely a very good very smart very wise person if anybody needs any um information or want to talk to someone please reach out to our podcast the network gave give give you the information to reach us i will encourage you i can just send you the information and you don't have to let me know your business it's your business but i will encourage you i would like to leave a, a reference of help if you are in a situation you can get out you can talk to people there are people out here that are willing to get you coach you through this bad patch in your life it is not going to be bad forever you can get out and you got to believe going back to what i said earlier that stop thinking you can't find anybody yes i'm saying that seriously you put your faith and jump out there and say god have your way i promise Promise you you. he's going to bless you he is going to bless you so um, I know that we are. We took up a lot more time than what we thought they did this one. So we probably had to do a part two on this because we can. Di- we're gonna dive deeper with females, yes. toxic relationships, family. and give you tips and family. I know we talked about like relationships, but I think this deserves a little bit more time, and I don't want to mm-hmm. rush it. So, well, let me just point out very quickly that um, another important thing to note is that. It, when you are ready to get out of a toxic relationship, the number one thing that you need are resources. And those starting with your family, your friends, um, your church um, leadership. Uh, there's also organizations, government organizations. There's one called womenshealth.gov. If you go on there and just Google emotional abuse, not not even domestic abuse, just emotional abuse, there's lots of resources and signs on there for that. And then also StopRelationshipAbuse.org is another wonderful website with lots of um, resources of, of phone numbers and places that you can go to for help. And then like Shana said, no matter what, you, you need to find someone that you can talk to and you can talk to us. You can always reach us at she got goals podcast at gmail.com. And Shana and I will, we monitor that email. We will get back to you. We will help you point you in the right direction, or you can talk to us about whatever it is that you're going through. And I do have one more thing to add. And this was a quote that Marvin said, um, who was a singer and also a preacher as well. Um, he, I follow him on Instagram 
he posted this and it's called Dear Self. If you keep going backwards with the same people that God has intentionally removed from your life, you will continue to stay stuck. There is no joy in being confused and unhappy. Let me repeat. There is no joy in being confused and unhappy. Get rid of old bad habits and leave them where they belong. What is meant for you will be yours. Learn to let go. Dysfunction isn't love. I repeat, dysfunction Dysfunction isn't isn't love. love. Sincerely, self. I know that's right. Well, my quote for this evening's podcast is, don't let others box you into their idea of what they think you should be. A confined identity is a miserable way to exist. Mm. Be you and live free. Trust that in living true to yourself, you will attract people that support and love you just the way you are. And that's a quote by Jada DeWalt. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure spending this evening with talking about this topic with you all. (laughs) And we will definitely do a part two. If you want to be included, if you want to tell your story, if you want to provide some tips again, you can reach us on Instagram at she got goals podcast. And you can also email us at she got goals podcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you. Thank you. It's always been a pleasure. Have a good night.